Yo, yo, yo. What up, y'all? And welcome to the Lively, Lively Life, Life Podcast. Podcast. So today, our episode is about Mother's Day. We had the opportunity to sit down and interview both of our mothers, just ask a few questions, and uh, turned out pretty good, I'd say. Yeah, I think so. So, um, yep, just ask them some questions about what it's like being a mom. So without further ado, um, we'll just jump right into our interviews. All right, so our first interview, we're coming here live from the Styron household, my personal residence for <laughs> 22 years. Um, this is my mama's house, so <laughs> I'd like to welcome our first ever guest to the podcast, Wow, my mama. This Thank is, you. <laughs> this is monumental, guys. Yes. First, the first guest is going down in the books. Uh, it's mama's voice. I feel privileged. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so today we are talking, um, so a special podcast episode for Mother's Day edition. So we thought it would be fun to have both of our mothers on the podcast and just kind of ask them some questions about being a mom just to celebrate this day. So I think this will be really cute for us to have, you know, recorded. I say that for every podcast, (laughs) but like, I really do. I think it'll be really fun to look back on these, you know, one day when we're old and gray and be like, oh, you remember what our mom said? So anyway, without further ado, I think we'll just jump right into some questions. What do you say? Go ahead. You guys go first. All right. Give her a softball to lighten her up a little bit. All right. So when did you know you wanted to be a mom? Um, I think I always did, but when I found out I was pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) You had much of a choice then, did you? (laughs) Well, I mean, to be honest, I didn't know I was pregnant with Foster. I was about, probably about three months pregnant before I realized it. Wow. Yeah, well, you know, I didn't have a a regular menstrual cycle, so kind of like some of the things that Hannah struggles with. Yeah. And I thought I had the flu, mm. <laughs> and it didn't get. I had kind of a little morning sickness, and then it dawned on me, "Hey, you could be pregnant." Yeah, yeah. the virus so went, is a little bit yeah. bigger. <laughs> just a common flu. So I went and got a pregnancy test, and it come back positive. Like, oh wow, that was that was awesome, but it was also <laughs> very scary. Yeah, especially because like. To imagine being pregnant, three months pregnant, and you're yeah. just finding out. You're like, okay, so go ahead and shave three months off that nine month. Okay? <laughs> like this is coming. Well, even faster see, now. I didn't know how far along I was yeah. until I actually went to the doctor. Mm. So how old were you? Twenty one. Twenty one. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you were twenty one when you found out you were pregnant. Yes. Were you twenty one when you gave birth to Foster? Um, I was one month shy of 22 okay that was my next question is what age did you first become a mom yeah so that's pretty young though it to was, become so a was mom. we had been married two, two years. years okay that's that's a good yeah. i mean remember when we did marriage counseling um our pastor said <laughs> that they wanted he always recommended everyone to be married for two years before you have your first child just to kind of like have that time together oh yeah so you definitely felt definitely like that was important to have yeah. those two years together you kind of want to work those kinks out because like marriage is a long commitment but a child is a lifetime commitment yeah so you want to make sure you're sure if you're going to have a child with a person yeah have like your foundations kind of in order before right. you bring another baby a baby into the mix okay so did you have a set amount of children that you wanted 
Um, no, I didn't really think about it. I mean, when I had Foster, it was kind of like, that was so overwhelming because <laughs> there's so much you don't know about. There's so much, I mean, just the labor alone was yeah. like, and it was a lot. So yeah. I wasn't really looking to have another one right away. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> So that kind of leads us so, to... So, yeah, I was like, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yes. We're going to try this one out first and see how yeah. that one goes. Yeah. That, yeah. So, yeah, you mentioned uh, the troubles of labor. Which was harder, the, the term of pregnancy or the labor itself? The labor itself for <laughs> him. For him, yeah. <laughs> for Hannah and you, it were a lot easier. No. I mean, I think I was in labor with her four hours. And you, too. Mm, And you just popped out. (laughs) So pregnancy itself would have been... So you think you could have stayed pregnant another six months? No. No, (laughs) absolutely not. No. I mean, the pregnancy itself wasn't too rough. I mean, I did um, have blood pressure issues toward the end. I was bedridden for a month with all three of you at the end. Wow. And imagine that with a two-year-old <laughs> oh, when I was pregnant with you. Yeah. No, so it's bad. not really bedridden. It's kind of don't go to work, mm-hmm. rest as much as you can. Yeah, there's no way you could lay down for that long with, like, littles already. So right. so staying on the topic of labor, do you have any fun labor stories you'd like to share? Oh. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, you were all different. Foster seemed like he didn't want to come out, and that was really challenging because I was two weeks, almost two weeks overdue, (laughs) and that's why they were keeping me, even though I wasn't dilated enough to give birth, and... So you had to stay in the hospital that whole time? Yeah, we went in like 12 that morning, Mm -hmm. like 12 o'clock, and he wasn't born till 7 the next morning. And my labor kind of stopped. I mean, we walked and walked and walked and walked (laughs) forever. Yeah. And then they induced labor, and he still didn't come. (laughs) I mean, it took, it really, he was, he still is. Yeah, (laughs) not much to change. You know, and that's a good question, too, is, like, they say that, like, your labor is almost kind of, like, predictive of the personality of the children. I believe that. I was going to say, would you believe that? How they enter the world is kind of showcases their personality a little bit. Yeah. I think so, because, you know, Foster liked to sleep in and hard to wake up, very hard to wake up. And you, on the other hand, just pop on out, you know. Right. (laughs) I don't remember having to continuously say, get up, get up, as much as a child as I did with Foster. Mm. And Hannah was just your in-between. Right there in the middle. Yeah, it's almost like, yeah, each of the, like, trying out the different porridges. Like, you had one of each child. That's why she's got the blonde hair. That makes sense. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Okay, so what is your favorite part about being a mom? Um, it's all of it. I mean, I love the baby part, the little part. I think the hardest part is teenage years. <laughs> and then when you grow up and come back, you know, it's it's fun to have, you know, 
mm-hmm. adults to talk to. Yeah. Well, do we do we sleep well as babies? Because I just feel yes. like that would be the hardest part. If you had like a yes. crying baby who kept yeah. you up hour after hour. Like, oh yeah, we're excellent babies. Oh. Wow, that's no nice. colic, no wow. nothing. I mean, you would sleep sometimes four, five, sometimes yeah. six hours. You know, but, yeah. but y'all were all big babies. Yeah, yeah. So I think that made a big difference. Yeah. You guys gave your mom some rest. <laughs> Much I, needed. Much yeah, needed. I feel like that would really, like, if you would have had yes. a really bad sleeper, it would have made you been like, I don't know if I want more. Because, yeah. like, sleep deprivation is a real thing. So, oh, sure. Well, I know mothers that had babies like that. Yeah. That I wonder why they had another one because <laughs> they would have horror stories about being up all night, putting them on the washing machine, oh. taking them out for rides, and yeah, that really wasn't an issue. Oh, thank That's God! Great. Yeah. We can only hope that she passes that on to <laughs> our kids one day. My goodness. So then, my next question is: What is the hardest part about being a mom? Um, learning to let go. So, like, did you have to learn to let go, like, as they're little, like, starting, like, when you send them to school, or is oh, more yes. let go, like, as they get older, or where? Every day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sending them off to school, I bet. Well, I mean, it's just, too. you don't think about it when they're a baby, baby age, but yeah. every step they make is towards independence. That's true. Because you're raising, like, the goal is to raise adults. Functioning human. Yeah. But you only see that more so when they get to be teenagers in high school, seniors, Mm -hmm. when they decide what they're going to do next in life. Yeah, that's true. It's almost like they say, we don't need you anymore, you know? Oh, my God. It really (laughs) is. I know. But your goal is to hope that, you know, you raised them right and that they can be independent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, we don't have kids, but it's still wild to think that, like, we're going to have kids and the goal being um, in mind being to raise adults that are independent from you. Mm -hmm. And that's why they say it's so important to, like, make sure, like you were saying in the beginning, that your marriage is steady because, like, while you'll always have your children, your children aren't, like, under your wing, but only for, like, a short amount of time. It so. seems like forever sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It really does, but it's really a short period of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next. I got uh, kind of playing off that the same way. Uh, parenting is hard. You know, you got the crying, the pooping, and all the attitudes. Mm-hmm. But can you think of a moment that makes you think, wow, this was all worth it, you know? Um. That's kind of a harder question. Yeah, Yeah, it is. I mean, there's no one moment. I think when they're little, when they're sleeping, Mm -hmm. that's precious. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, they're safe and they're, you know, you've got them secure and that they're... So innocent, you know. Yeah. 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 I can see that. Mm -hmm. I heard, I saw this, um, this mom say that, like, one of the, like, moments, like, makes it all worth it is when their kids wake up in the morning and then they just reach for you. Oh, yeah. Like, and give you a big old hug. Well, like that's so sweet and cuddly. That was another thing is, especially all the kids, y'all would all come and hug me and just say, love you. Yeah. All the time, you know. Yeah. And it didn't have to be for any reason. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't because you wanted something, just you did. Yeah. That's kind of just like the juice to keep yeah. going, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That makes me happy because I told Shelby that too. I was like, I really want like our 
family to be like that. Like, I never want our kids to feel like there has to be like, oh, we're saying hello or goodbye for them to yeah. come up and give you a hug or any kind of interaction like that. Like, yeah. just in the day-to-day. Because I remember just going up to my dad and stuff and just giving him a hug, like, multiple times throughout the day, and it wasn't ever weird. And you think, you know? well, what's that for? But it's just because... You know, you know that they're secure. Yeah. I actually saw something. I think it was on TikTok, so I don't know if it's scientifically factual at all. But it said that you need eight hugs a day just to kind of, like, stay stable. Yeah. And, like, you need more than ten if you want to have growth and development. So I can Hugs see are powerful. I think that's really important for children, yeah. you know, to get a lot of hugs. So I think that's really sweet how you're, like, you know, it would – brighten your day and the kids day like a hug is like mutually beneficial for both sides you know like reassuring to mom okay i'm doing a good job reassuring the kid okay i'm safe secure loved you know so i love that that's sweet um so if you could change one thing if any about your journey as a mom what would it be you don't have to, but if if you have anything. I don't know. That's a hard question. Yeah. I don't know of any one thing. I know that when they were all little, and I would say all three of them, they were very clingy. <laughs> and I don't know what I could have ever done to mm-hmm. make that any different. Mm-hmm. Like push them out more, exam. Um, yeah, but, you know, as adults now, I don't see that that was any detrimental. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're all pretty independent. We're not weird. <laughs> I wouldn't say any of you guys are like mama's boys, mama right. girls, to where yeah. you're not. Like you can't operate on your own or yeah. anything. I think anything social at a young age would help. So yeah. yeah. Um, your turn. Um, okay. Uh, okay. So I feel like the core of motherhood remains the same throughout history. It doesn't really change. But what do you see is like the biggest difference from when you was raising children? To how today has to raise children, the environment, or um, is yeah. it easier, harder? Well, there's a lot more resources out there than there is now, than when there was. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the society as a whole has changed a lot. Yeah. So I don't know how much that's benefited. I mean, there's some good aspects to it. I mean, there's a lot with social media. Moms can get together and talk about issues that, in my time, there really wasn't that avenue. Right, yeah. Makes you I not mean, feel so alone. Yeah, I mean, you have you have groups that have breastfeeding moms, you know? Mm-hmm. And I didn't even consider that with my first one because, I don't know, it wasn't that it was socially unacceptable. It's just more convenient to throw formula in a bottle, mm-hmm. you know? But then when I was older with Hannah... It was something I really wanted to give a shot, you know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of moms try and can't. And kudos for them trying, even though, yeah, you know, it might not be a week or two weeks or a day. or. Mm-hmm. But you, you want the best for your kids. So. But, yeah, I think that would be the biggest thing is there's a lot more help out there. Mm-hmm. I see that, yeah. And, like, well, postpartum depression alone. Yeah, yeah it was taboo back then. Right. Yeah. You didn't even talk about that. Yeah. So, like, nowadays, it's, like, part of the the checkup. So, I've heard, you know, like, 
after you give birth, they're they're checking in and saying like, how are you mentally? But it seems like back then they were like, how's the baby? Not how are you? Oh, yeah. You know, like checking on only the baby's development, but not so like you mentally. It's probably one of the biggest life changing event because I mean, when you just look at it, people look at you different as a, a parent. Right. I mean, when you go over to visit. First thing they want to see is the baby, not you. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of hard. <laughs> I mean, it's not that it's bad. It's just that your role has changed. Mm -hmm. Very big role. Well, and yeah, I've seen a lot of moms talk about, like, if they could give, like, advice to, like, people who want to help and stuff after having a baby, it would be, we don't need someone to, like, hold the baby. We need somebody to help us do, like, this yeah. task for myself or do something for me or help let me my take sanity. a shower yeah mm -hmm. let me go out for an hour or two yeah can you help can me prep that. this dinner or wash this yeah dish and all this stuff like that so i feel like maybe now more so hopefully there'll be more light sh shine shown <laughs> on like the mother's hell too not yeah. just like oh the baby's so cute but like yeah. on the inside you're like but what about me? I'm the one that's needing this attention, not so much the baby. Well, when you think about it, it's nine months of growth inside the mother. Yeah. That's a lot of changes that take place in her. Yeah. And then once the All baby the is, you know, born, then you've still got a lot of changes going on. Yeah. Things trying to go back to place. And mm -hmm. I mean, when you give live birth to a kid, that's a lot of, a lot of things going on there. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it. A lot of hormones and just mm -hmm. chemicals like your body you know is doing a lot to like survive too it goes back to that instinct of you know just like trying to protect trying to you know meet all the baby's fundamental needs and stuff too so yeah I bet there is a lot of change happening so okay do you have one yeah I, was, I didn't have this written down but I just thought about it on the spot um so you had one child you waited seven years, had another, and then turned around two years later and had another. So after the first child, was there anything that you learned, or did you feel more prepared for your second one? Oh, yeah, definitely. The same stuff that worked with your first one that you learned, did it work with your second? Definitely. And then did you ever use that again for your third? Yeah. So by the third, you was Oh, I was a, a pro expert, at it. Yeah. By the, yeah. I just know, like, some people, they say their second child is completely different. So they had to, like, yeah. relearn everything oh, or, like, no. learn a new way to well, treat Well, I child. think because I was older, I was more patient. Mm -hmm. um, not that I wasn't with Foster. It was just I already knew what to expect. You know, it was in a whole other new journey. And, you know, even though... I probably wouldn't have had another one till maybe three years after Foster, but the long wait in between had to do with female complications oh, yeah. and mm -hmm. having two procedures. I had two doctors tell me that I probably would never get pregnant again. Mm -hmm. And we had even thought about adoption. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, had a big thing. And then when we found out we were pregnant, it was like, <laughs> it's like having another baby. Yeah. I mean, you know, well, yeah. we were having another baby. Yeah. It's like the first time all over again. Yeah. Because yeah. you weren't expecting it. But at it, least but... I knew 
what to expect this yeah. time. Yeah. You know how to handle it. I mean, labor itself, you just got to realize. <laughs> you got to go through it. I have some stories. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what to expect. Not even one. And I read a couple of baby books and yeah. birthing Did things. Did that help? To some degree. Okay. To some degree. Okay. But then when you're pregnant, you've got to watch what you eat, what you do. I mean, it's whole nine months you're dedicated to bringing this baby into the best environment you can. Yeah. yeah. Does nine months seem like a long time or a short amount of time? Oh, uh, well, <laughs> not really because... Maybe the last month seems like forever. Yeah. Because when you see somebody, they're like, oh, you haven't had the baby yet? Um, uh, well, obviously not. <laughs> nope. <laughs> like, not yet. But, yeah. And then when they start moving, that's something that, I don't know, it's hard to explain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't even imagine something just moving around. Meanwhile, like, my meatloaf is just digesting, and that's the only thing yeah. I have to compare to something moving well, around. It starts out as flutters, uh, like, almost like butterflies in your stomach. Okay. And then as they get bigger, you can feel you can feel what's moving in there. Yeah. Especially wow. if they're bigger tall. <laughs> you can sometimes see the butt, the toes, all the hands. Crazy. And they respond to different things, you know. Yeah. I mean, you can talk to them, and they, it seems like they respond. Mm-hmm. It's really fascinating. Yeah, that's true. You got another one? Um, okay, so what is one of your best-kept mom secrets, <laughs> if you have any? Psychology. Okay. Because with kids, as they're growing up, Especially when they want to be independent, you got to figure out a way to make them understand what you want to get done, mm-hmm. but also let them think that it's their, their idea. <laughs> you have to be very tricky. Manipulated, huh? Kind of. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if you get the end result, right? And your your motives are pure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, they don't think the same as you do, so no. you have to kind of work your way around to get the result that you're needing without right. without a I mean, catastrophe. Just for taking, no for instance, I know Hannah seemed to be very independent, headstrong, <laughs> and she always wanted to pick out what she wanted to wear mm. from probably four years old and up, mm. and sometimes it would not be the best thing <laughs> to wear. So you had to kind of convince her, you know. Oh, what doesn't you, this look cute? Yeah. <laughs> or at least put the things up that she couldn't wear. Like, you know, you had to keep seasonal things out. Yeah. She right. couldn't wear a sweater during the summer because mm-hmm. <laughs> she thought that sweater was cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she didn't realize she was going to burn But there's a it. lot of little little things in there. You have to pick your battles. Yeah. You have to pick your battles. Sometimes it's not worth fighting over. That's oh, true. Sure. My turn. Uh, all right, so this is actually a big debate on nature versus nurture. Have you heard of this? No. No? Okay, so, like, they ask if – how would you explain it? Um, okay, so nature just being, like – The parents na- – uh, no, nature is, like, how you're naturally born. Yeah. So, like, people are going to be the way they are no matter what. And the nurture is the your parents, the like, nurturing you and molding you to a person. 
So which one do you think has more of an impact? Because you had three children, mm-hmm. and I feel like, would you say that you nurtured us all the same? Because we didn't all necessarily turn out to be the same, you know? <clears throat> well, I think uh, you're born with a personality. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it becomes more apparent as the older you get. And I don't think there's any nurturing that you can do to change that personality. You can either mold it right. or you can break it. Mm. Mm. That's good. Yeah, some people believe that, like, no matter what, like, that child's going to be whoever they are. Mm-hmm. Whoever they are, which I don't know. That's a, It's a tough argument. Because, I think like, to the extremes, they always talk about, like, uh, killers, like murderers and stuff. Yeah. It's like a lot of times you see these bad people they come from abuse and violence and stuff and like they've come out so that it's a nurturing side showing like it led them to that but there's also people out there who had came from great parents but they still wound up being killers so like, that thing like what you said I don't kind know. of hits on the head like yeah. you have your personality and it can be molded mm-hmm. to an extent mm-hmm. okay. you got um, another one yeah so if you could think, like, sum up what being a mom means to you, how would you explain um, it? I don't know. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bringing another person into the world and watching them grow up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From mm. the little to the big. Mm. Um, I don't know. That's, <laughs> I mean, I reckon Kinda that's in a nutshell. Yeah. 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 I mean, you kind of just form this person and, you know, just... Sometimes it seems like forever. Yeah. Especially terrible twos and horrible threes or whatever it's called. (laughs) But you will survive. It gets better. They do grow up. Yeah. Yeah. You got another one? I got one more. Um... Well, I'll let you go in a second, but, um, so what's your favorite part about currently being a grandma or AKA Nana? (laughs) Um, I love it. I mean, that's the best part, you know, you get to watch your kid, you know, raise a child. Yeah. And you get the fun part. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I don't always get the fun part because, you know, they're so far away, but I still get those video calls and I get to see how they're growing up and. John Asher will want to go see his room that he's got made up, and I have to go in there and show it to him. I'm like, so he don't forget what Nana's house looks like. Mm-hmm. You know? Keep him wanting more, so he can keep begging. Yeah. So yeah, he remembers. Go. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, that's how they retain their memory is through, you know, looking at things over and over. Yeah, that's why when they're so little, they love picture books, like mm. albums, picture albums. Yeah, those pictures will bring back memories. Mm-hmm. That's true. All right, so I got one more question for you. It's a hard one, okay? Who is your favorite child, and why is it me? <laughs> and that question would be none of you. Oh. It's all my grandkids. All the grandkids. You heard it here first, folks. Grandkids win. Well, I did have one last one. So, Shelby and I, you know, currently don't have children, but what is something you hope for us when um, we become parents one day? So, like, when I become a mom, he's a dad, you know, like, I know this is Mother's Day, but, like, what's something that you yeah. hope for us? Um, like that they're healthy. Mm. Um, I don't know. <laughs> healthy is, is the main thing. Yeah. yeah. 
I can't imagine having to deal with a a kid that had a serious mm, condition. Yeah. It'd be really different. Yeah. Because yeah. some moms, you know, don't get to see the fifth, the sixth birthday. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I kind of love that answer. Like, there's almost, like, not a lot of expectations, you know? <laughs> because, like you said, I mean, there's a lot of different... Everyone has their own personality. So, Shelby has his personality. I have mine. So, we're going to figure out together how to be parents one day. And, you know, there's a lot of right ways to parent. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I really don't think there's one solid way because it's going to depend on the kid, too. Oh, yeah. So, if you don't have a lot of expectations, okay, so, well... You know, I really want my um, um, my grandkids to, you know, do X, Y, Z when they're, you know what I'm saying, this worked for me, so I want this you to yeah. do this for you. Instead, it's just like, overall, I just want you guys to be happy and healthy. I think I think those are... Well, come visit. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Good expectations yeah. to have, so... And be able to see my grandbabies all the time. Yeah. 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 So that means you can't move so far away. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we haven't yet, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, that was one thing that, like, was always really nice for me growing up was being around my grandparents, you know, being able to see them, um, you know. They played a really big part in my childhood, so, I mean, I think it's important not only for your children to just be around you, but also your grandparents, oh, yeah. you It know? takes a lot of people yeah, to raise a child, mm -hmm. and it's very hard if you have, it's just you, a single mom. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know imagine. how they do it. Yeah, that would be tough, and especially, and I think it's good for the kids, too, to, um, you know, be around grandparents, because what I really appreciated is how different um, you know, my parents versus my grandparents were. Yeah. It's almost surprising, like, when you're, like, you can, like, my parents came from my grandparents. <laughs> like, it just, you know, like, being how different they are, you know, and hearing yeah. how they raised them and stuff. And, um, yeah, it was always a nice treat, you know, to always get away with gr to grandmas, too. It was never a bad thing <laughs> if you were going to grandmas, you know, so. You can always learn a lot from them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They've been through a lot. You can yeah. learn a lot. And a lot of stories too. Yeah, and History. bad things about your parents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> How I, bad they were. <laughs> I imagine she'll be spilling all the tea. Yeah, be funny. And then it's our job to be like, okay, Nana, they can't have sugar after this time. And she's like, well, too late. <laughs> they already had sugar. I think that's what grandparents are for to break all the rules. <laughs> yeah, as long as it's not all the time. Right. You know, mm -hmm. that you need your kids need that. That little piece of heaven that they can yeah. go and be bad or do bad things and right. not bad quote things, unquote bad. Yeah, like have the sugar and yeah. still be okay. Stay up a little later than normal <laughs> and stuff. That's true. Then they become they wanna come to you all the time. Yeah. Exactly. Too. So. I mean there comes a day when your kids outgrow you and your grandparents mm -hmm. and you know, enjoy those times when you've got it. Yeah. Because, you know, they are eventually working towards independence. Yeah. That's true. You only got Hug them and rock them and love them. Yeah. As much as you can. Here's a good real quick question. Can you baby a baby? Do you think that's a thing or not what do you mean like you know people say can you baby a baby like um 
can you hold them too much? Can you love them too much? Or some people are like, yeah, and you know, let them cry no. it out type thing. No. And then some people are like, no, just hold the baby. In your experience. Um, no, not really. And I'll tell you why. It's because I think as a baby, they need that for some reason. Mm. I mean, yeah, sometimes there's times that you need to lay them down and let them try to work things out on their own mm. and there's times that they just need you to hold them and snuggle with them yeah i mean as long as you don't overdo one or the other yeah, yeah. but i don't think you could ever love a baby too much that's what i'm thinking too and It'll... if you're rocking them what are you doing <laughs> like giving them security you know yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah it'll be interesting to see you as a dad one day because i think shelby's right now he's like yeah we're gonna sleep train and all this stuff you know what i'm saying and like let him cry it out and then i just feel like as soon as, as soon as you're gonna it hold changes. that baby it's immediately gonna change gonna i like, mean oh. you tell them you say they're gonna sleep in their bed they're not ever gonna get in our bed and i think all three of them did well i know all three of them did <laughs> i mean i can remember when uh shelby was a baby and he would be in the bed with us and i could hear little feet running across the floor and it was Hannah to come get in the bed with us. Aww. Of course our bed never got any bigger. Yeah. <laughs> it just got more kids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I would put her back to bed and then maybe two hours later I'd hear her come running back through the house. <laughs> and he was already in the bed yeah. with y'all. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I wanna be a part of this. Right. <laughs> if he's gonna be in the and bed. And I so do like I miss those like on Saturday morning. They'd all paw in the bed with us. Aww. Yeah. And you know, cartoons used to be on mm -hmm. way Saturday. more than they like they are now. Mm -hmm. And we would lay in the bed and watch cartoons. Aww. That's sweet. And then when they got old enough to get up and fix their own cereal, <laughs> <laughs> then it was easier because we didn't, they didn't have to wake us up as early. Yeah. They could yeah. go get their own Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> Well, did you have any um, final things you wanted to add? That's all my questions. No, I don't know. I think it's just a very big role yeah. as being a parent, a mother, a father. Yeah. Uh, shouldn't be taken lightly. Mm -hmm. um, and if you find yourself being a mother unexpectedly, <laughs> make the best of it because it's not about you anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's true. Well, That's we good. can only say that we appreciate you as a mom because, yeah. I mean, Shelby turned out great. <laughs> I like to think so. <laughs> you did all right. Yeah. All, all kudos to your mom, though. Yeah. I mean, you can learn a lot about a person, you know. I mean, a lot about their upbringing through meeting a person, you know. And I've never met anybody who's ever said a bad thing about Shelby, seriously. And I'm like, you know, I mean, a lot of that comes from their parents, so... Mm -hmm. Think you did a stand-up job with them. <laughs> well, thank you. I can only hope that you know we'll be good parents like that one day. Like, yeah. especially with your parents being together and like modeling like a loving home for you. Like, that's a big deal, you know. And yeah. I'm so glad that you got to see that, so that we'll be able to emulate that not only in our marriage but also for our children. So that's a big deal to me. So. All right. Well, we won't keep you too much longer. Uh, I have one final question. So our podcast, you know, is about how to be more lively. Would you mm -hmm. say motherhood is lively? 
Every day. Every day. day. All right. Yes. No slow days. <laughs> <laughs> so it's right. going to be something. Well, thank you for your time. And that appreciate was fun. Yeah. Was I enjoyed fun. it. Thank you all. Hey everyone, we're back and today we are interviewing my mother. So we've already um, interviewed Shelby's mom and now we're over at my mother's house to um, get her to answer some of the mother questions. Second road trip. <clears throat> yep, there you go. Um, so you will hear a little hum in the background. That is the air conditioner because it is way too deathly hot to leave it off. And Summer record. is coming fast. <laughs> Yeah, and it's pretty hot. So, um, but I think our voices will project well over it. So I don't think it should be an issue. So we'll just try to keep that in mind and be loud when we answer questions. Um, but you yeah, we're just in? gonna jump in. Okay, let's are you do ready? It. You want to say you want to say hello to everybody? Hi, everybody. <laughs> this is Mama Sherry. Okay, so first question, Mom. Are you ready? I right. guess. Not really. <laughs> when did you know you wanted to be a mom? Very, very young. Did you? Yeah, really. Um, like, I guess right after high school. Oh, really? Yeah. Because, is it when and why or just when? <laughs> I mean, sure, when, why, whatever. Because I wanted... I wanted to love somebody unconditionally, and I knew I would have great children. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I did that for you, didn't I, Mom? I'm a yeah, you child. did. Thank you, did. you, Mama. Couldn't ask for anything better, that's for sure. <laughs> that's sweet, yeah. So you knew right out of high school, so was your goal like get married and have kids, or? Yeah, yeah. Well, growing up, I used to say the same thing. I used to be like, I want to be a wife and a mom. <laughs> and mom's like, you need to find a career path. <laughs> yeah. But you wanted the same thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a man's world, so. <laughs> I understand. I but know nice. you do. But you, did you hear Shelby? It's pretty nice. <laughs> And all the feminists say, cancel! <laughs> okay, so you knew pretty young that you wanted to have kids then. Yes. Okay. Um, so what age did you first become a mom? Do you remember? 23 or 24, something. Okay. So that's when you had Chris. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do, you, do you have a question you wanted to ask or you want me to keep going with mine? I think you could probably still okay. go. All right, so what's your favorite part of being a mom? Um, having beautiful children and smart children. <laughs> Definitely. Mama's over here vain. If I <laughs> she threw in the smart, though. So. No, I, I'm serious. When y'all were babies, you were so cute, so beautiful. We're still God. <laughs> People would come up and say, oh, your kids are so pretty and so cute. And they're just, oh, lovely. What lovely children. I say, I know. <laughs> don't they look just like me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mom's like, hey, don't they look like their mother? <laughs> yes, you're right. Mm -hmm. They are beautiful. I'm serious. 
Y'all okay. were so cute. So pivoting from your favorite part, talk about the hard part, okay? Oh so <laughs> between pregnancy and labor, which one would you say is harder? Like the 10 months that you have to go through pregnancy Nine. or no, the that was many easy. hours of labor? Labor, definitely. was the worst. <laughs> so you think you could have been pregnant longer yeah. or easier labor? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, do you have any fun labor stories you'd like to share? Uh, nothing fun. I can tell you that. Like, I was alone. I, I was so scared to death. Which of ones? It. All of them. You were alone for all of our yes. births? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't think I realized that. It's really scary. Oh, my gosh. Did it get any easier, though? Like, after your first? Like... No. No. <laughs> I don't no. think it's something that over time it just gets easier show. I think okay, so like, like, yeah, Chris. You know what to expect, but that's about it. You're still going to have the same pains. Yeah. I know there's like a nine-year gap between you and Chris. Yeah. So I could see like, it's a whole decade it's past like 10 years, before yeah. you experience it again. But between Kimber and Summer, it's only years. So like, oh, yeah. I did this last year. I'm used to it. Or no? Mm-hmm. Still no? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I was used to being pregnant, but right. I mean, I had C-sections with mm, all three, right. so it was just, but I went through labor, you right, know, yeah. too, mm-hmm. so it was, it's not fun. So <laughs> you, so you started, like, labor for a while and then had the C-section? Like, at what point did they say, okay, we're going to do the C-section? Like, did they let your labor progress at all? Before you were brought in, because I I've heard that like it's actually better and that you try to let you labor so long until C-section time. Like, it's like nowadays they schedule C-section, yeah. so like you may not even be in no. labor. But they say it's better to, to let actually happen. let your labor happen, even if you have to inevitably get a C-section. Right. Because Why it, would that be? I think it has to do with like getting like. The baby, the baby's ready to be born, pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Like if labor's starting on your own, there's more development too. Yeah, I guess. more like development. Keeping it in the womb. Yeah. Oh, for another hour or two <laughs> or ten. Well, it depends if it was scheduled or right. not. Right. So if you were in labor, that means the baby was ready. But if yeah. it's scheduled, you never went to labor. Maybe the baby's the baby not ready. ready yet. I don't know. That's just one thinking. <laughs> well, n- none of them were scheduled. Yeah. Oh, they weren't? Okay. No. Well, then it sounds like, yeah, you labor yeah. it on your own then, and then they brought you into the C-section room. Why Why were we all C-section babies? Well, Chris, the, <clears throat> Chris was like, I guess because I, I don't know, because I was so scared. <laughs> really? To put, they're like, push, push, and I'm like, <laughs> I can't do it, I can't do it, and all oh. this. And then they're like, the baby's in distress, now we have to do a C-section. Uh, and um, I don't know if that was. I think they gaslit her. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm. They scared her into it. Yes, of. the baby's in distress. Now we have to do it. That is not dialogue you want to hear <laughs> as a freaking pregnant mother. And like I was so no. scared. I was so scared. Yeah, they scared the crap out of her. Instead of telling her how to do it and coaching you through it, it sounds like they just freaked you out, dismissed you, and were like, well, crap, we'll just cut you open, you know? Well, I yeah. think I was freaked out to begin with. And <laughs> yeah, see, I had I had nobody there with me other than the nurse telling me, you know, you can do it, just push or whatever. And I'm just like, 
no, I can't, you know, just crying. Well, you don't even really know what push it means, you know, if you've never given birth before. No, I didn't. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, nobody was really coaching you to understand. Yeah. I don't know. That Honestly, her birth stories are, mm-hmm. like, literally my worst fears. Yeah. Honestly. Like, and then, like, after that, they were like, you probably shouldn't, you know, have a natural birth. We should probably do a C-section because... Um, it's not safe or whatever. You, mm-hmm. Like, I guess where they had cut open before mm-hmm. for some reason could... Yeah, I don't have. really know, but yeah, if you've had one C-section, it seems like Kinda most of the time you're going to have another one. I don't really know why they yeah. do that, but... Yeah, it's probably it was probably just all a lie. Yeah, I, I mean, ex- <laughs> nowadays especially, they definitely want... To just get you in and out they're like instead of just letting you labor for hours and hours and hours and supporting you and coaching you and stuff they're like we'll just cut you open get you out of <laughs> yeah here. they get a lot more money that way yeah exactly hmm. well I hate that but yeah. so but did you have an is it an episiotomy with me in summer that's where we're stitched in right it's not a episiotomy is where after you have a baby they cut you o- open oh. on your vagina a little bit and stitch it back up. Oh, that's an episiotomy? Well, then what did so you have? So I didn't have, have that. I had uh, incompetent cervix where you your cervix dilates early. Oh, okay. And they had to put stitches in that so I wouldn't dilate early. Okay. Okay. And did you have that for... Here, just go ahead and pause it. Sorry, we're back. We had to temporarily remove mom's evil kitten she's not evil she just likes to hiss a lot so if you heard anything that's exactly what that was okay so you're saying you, they stitched up your cervix so that you wouldn't go into labor early mm-hmm. you they did that for me in summer right right they didn't do that with chris no because they didn't figure that out until later yeah okay that's what i was because you know there was two babies before you yeah that i went into early labor with so that's how they found out. Yeah. I really feel like, yeah, the doctors, the medicine wasn't that advanced. And yeah. They, like, they, I feel like they, sh- I don't know, nowadays, they that would only happen with one baby, you know, before they figured it out. It's just strange to me, that, you know, that that happened to you twice. You went into <clears throat> early labor twice before they figured out with me. Yeah. And was it, had to stitch me up stitch me in you so i'm like your miracle baby (laughs) and the right mama yes baby (laughs) Mm -hmm. all right so what's you got the next question um okay so um what's the hardest part of being a mom like in general probably when they get older (laughs) and sassy yeah Mm -hmm. yes so that kind of goes into the question I had is which age group would you say is the hardest? Like as a baby, a toddler? Teenager. Teenager. I saw, I knew that was going to be the answer. <laughs> There's a moody teenage girls. Oh, yes. Trouble for anybody, I imagine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Why'd maybe, you cause your mom so much grief, Kim? <laughs> maybe Kim will get payback. <laughs> yeah, I <just> hope not. <laughs> Don't say that. I have some uh, hmm. consequences of that too. His mom. <laughs> Maybe they'll love me at least. 
Oh my gosh, <laughs> Shelby! His mom literally said that like disciplining Foster and Hannah like when they were bad, they would you know like they didn't like it. They would fight back, argue back, whatever. And but the Shelby when he would get yelled at. He just had the saddest look on his face. Like, he was a sad little puppy. She almost felt bad for yelling at him because he was, like, so sorry. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> I'm sure Shelby knew when he a... was wrong. Oh, yeah. He's a sweet little child from everything <laughs> I've heard. Okay. If you could change one thing, if any, about your journey as a mom, what would it be? If any. Uh... I won't like this. Oh. <laughs> I might edit it out. <laughs> My partners. Oh, you're saying the father. Our dads. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least you got me. I know. And summer. That's the main thing. <laughs> okay. Um, what's one special memory you have from being a mom? Like, does anything, like, come to mind? Just sweet little babies. <laughs> so you think you like the newborn stage best or taller? Or yeah. Wasn't that something you yeah, wanted to ask? Crazy. Yeah. Like, what stage was your favorite and why? Yeah, the little babies, toddlers. Once stage. they started talking and walking, it was downhill from there, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, Dad always said that he liked it when we were a little bit older, like toddlers, and you could, could understand talk. more. Yeah, yeah he that said that way we could talk to him. Yeah, yeah so that I was didn't fun. Know yeah. If you like toddler or what age, mm -hmm. mom like babies too, huh? Yeah. Uh, is there a moment you could think back that really made you proud to be a mom? Something maybe something one of your children did, or all your children did, or anything. And that's hard to think on the spot. I guess because they were all just really good kids. Yeah. And when they graduated high school and mm -hmm. all that was, I was proud of them. College. <laughs> and college, yes. Um, what's a, one piece of advice that you would give for a new mom? Hmm. <laughs> like think like um, what did you not know that you wish you would have known before you came with mom well it's good to have family to help you out with kids like if possible you really need a village then You're, yeah it, make it easier. it's hard to do it on your own you know mm -hmm. kind of going off of that uh, I feel like Motherhood kind of has been the same throughout all of history. But what do you see as like the biggest difference from today's people raising children today versus when you were um, young, a mom, I guess. <laughs> I guess you're still a mom, but. First a mom? Yeah. When you were raising children. Yeah. What's the biggest difference you see? Well, they have um, all day, like pre K or whatever. Mm hmm. And after school programs where the mother can work now. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, back then, you had to get off at, you know, 2.30 or whatever. Mm -hmm. Who does that? You know, you can't get a job. No, it's like yeah. nearly impractical. 
you know, back then, I feel like, mm-hmm. to be able to work and be a mom. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still hard now. <sighs> I mean, because there's not always those things available and stuff. But yeah, and they yeah. give more assistance, I guess now. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. For babysitting and all that, or whatever. But like I said, they have the after-school programs now and everything, so that makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. So both of those relate to though being like help, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. family, and then like. Um, after work assistance and stuff like that yeah. so like um, it's definitely hard to do it by yourself yeah. yeah that would be really difficult but you know for single moms if you can't hard. work you know mm-hmm. yeah so, yeah that's the difference okay and now they enforce child support more <laughs> yeah yeah that's true too um What's one of your best kept mom secrets? <laughs> Do you have a mom secret? Like what's <laughs> what's something that you would I don't know to get us to do something or to get through the early years? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> movies, little cartoon movies. Yeah. <laughs> it gives you time to it's like, sit down and watch this so I can do some dishes. <laughs> All right, yeah. Or do this but and that. That's not really a secret, though. I think everybody does that. Well, I mean, it was helpful for you, though, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, nowadays, they just hand kids tablets, you yeah. know, and, you know, keep them, like, keep them busy with this. I'm mm-hmm. not saying one way or another what we'll do, but. Yeah, mm-hmm. and now you can homeschool a lot easier, too, and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Which I think I would like to do. I've told Shelby that. Yeah, because schools these days. Yeah. Yeah, it's a different world. I think that's probably one of the hardest parts when people think about becoming parents. They think about, like, schooling because, you know, clearly they're only babies for a year. And then, you know, you have to start teaching them things and learning and education. And, And they say the earlier the better, so... Yeah. You want to so you have to think about those things. Like, what are you going to do as far as education-wise and work-wise? Mm-hmm. And, you know, homeschool versus pre-K versus public versus private. Yeah, schools. and as they get older, mm-hmm. like, do you want to keep them, do you want to send them to school early on? Or do you want to keep them home early on and then send them later on to public or just do the whole thing mm-hmm. at home. Yeah. It's a lot to consider. Yeah. That's true. Well, did you ever want to homeschool us or did you always want to you know, just put us in like a public school system? I really don't feel like that was an option back then. Um, so it wasn't normal for people no. to really be homeschooled? No. But you could homeschool and, um, nowadays, you can homeschool and um, get them involved in other activities, you mm-hmm. know, so they have... Social aspects Social and stuff, yeah. contact, yeah. you know, outside of the home. Oh, here's a fun fact that I heard that um, 
actually kids that are homeschooled are um, like their development is you know like higher and stuff mm. like because you know when you're in public school you're only around kids your age most of the time you know in class and lunch and recess and all this stuff and they said homeschooled kids like they actually are not afraid to have conversations with people of other age groups because that's all they do all day <laughs> like when they yeah. could when they do things outside of the home like yeah. social activities outside so they're not always just around people their age so they're actually better communicators yeah. do you think that would be true yeah and I think like public school sort of holds them back like they could learn I think faster, faster. at home because you know it's pace. at their own pace mm-hmm. and there's something they don't understand they get the one on one attention uh-huh. and they can learn yeah. quicker Actually, Shelby's that. mom always said that like that, Shelby would have been able to learn a lot more. I think you would be a good teacher. Thanks. <laughs> I think I'll work on the patience, but if I only have like one or two, I think I could do it. Oh, yeah. Multiple kids, that would be like having your own classroom. That would be hard. Yeah, I think one or two. Yeah. Two. Yeah, <laughs> she's telling me not to. That's what I really want, Mom, is two. Do you have a question or did you want me to ask another one go ahead okay so what does being a mom mean to you love <laughs> love 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 that's, that's what it means that's a good answer mm-hmm. <laughs> um what is it unconditional love two-way street <laughs> two-way street <laughs> well don't worry i still love you mom <laughs> Um, compare being a mom and being a grandma. What's the same and what's different? The same is they're so cute. <laughs> but the kids. Yes, yeah. they're so cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, she really does like them when they're young. She does. <laughs> <laughs> but what's different, I guess, is. I don't know. People say it's like you're spoiling them when you're a grandparent, but I don't think you can't spoil a child with too much love. That's all they need is love, love, love. The more love, the better. Yeah. That's what I was telling your mom. Like, Mm -hmm. can't baby a baby. You know, that argument, mom, like, they're like, you can't love them too much. Like, they're chill. They're a baby. They don't need anything else but love, you know? And they understand more than you think. Mm-hmm. You can actually reason with them, and they know. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. You can. You can. So. That makes sense. <clears throat> so, what's different between being a mom and a grandma? I guess. You're not More freedom, them. yeah. More freedom time or whatever. And you can just get them for a little while and love, love, <laughs> love, and then not have to... Do all the... So you don't have to worry about the disciplining and stuff, you know? <laughs> they can misbehave a little around you and then yeah. give them back. <laughs> don't ever spank your kids. I don't think it's on the agenda, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes, huh? We threaten to spank our kitties all the time. I'm yeah. going to give you a spanking. But you don't, do you? Yes, I do. They get spankings. Chase them around. Well, they don't understand English. No. As well they're, as I hope they're our not, kids will, you know? <laughs> they're not human. <laughs> you but. can't negotiate with a terrorist, you know? <laughs> yeah, I understand. I got Elsa. So. Yeah, she needs spankings every she now and then. She is. 
Do you have one, or did you go through all of yours? I think I went through all mine. Well, you'll have to come up with one bonus one. Then. Okay. Um, okay, from <laughs> what, um, here's one from me, the last one from me. So what's something you hope for us when I become a mom one day? That you have me there to help you. <laughs> I hope so, too. <laughs> You're going to be there in the middle of the night when they're crying. <laughs> I She's can like, be. The weekends. I can be. <laughs> I'll come over. Good. And that sounds good to me. Got one hard one now, okay? Oh, no. <laughs> Which of your children is your favorite? <laughs> and why is it Kimber? <laughs> you know it's I can't us two answer that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you do have an answer. You're just oh. not willing to share. <laughs> No, Shelby. That's just wrong. I love all my kids. You want to know what Shelby's mom said? What? The grandkids. <laughs> ain't that ain't that bad? You better say you love us too. I yes, I do. Well, did you have any last piece of advice or anything else you wanted to say on the topic for mothers? Mm-hmm. Being a mom, Mother's Day in general. What do moms want? Take your vitamins. Take your vitamins. <laughs> that you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Take your vitamins from Sherry. Well, what's something that moms actually want for Mother's Day? Other than their kids to call them. <laughs> Flowers. 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 Okay. So is that what you want, Mom? You want flowers? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I see that wasn't so bad, was it? No, it wasn't too bad. She, she wanted all the questions beforehand, but Shelby and I made sure that we were gonna get authentic responses from her. No pageant answers, and just wanted her to kind of just answer the questions we had written. Right. So yeah, just off the cuff. <laughs> One other question. Okay. Podcast. <laughs> the Lively Life Podcast. Telling our listeners to live lively. Is motherhood lively? Yes. Very. (laughs) You want to elaborate on that? (laughs) Both of them said yes. yes. (laughs) Yeah, you'll be busy. Constantly. For like 18 years or is it slow down? It might slow down a little. In the very end. In the very end. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Mom, the podcast. Well, you're certainly welcome. Glad we were able to ask you all these questions. Okay. Until and next time. Until next time. All right, so those were our two interviews. I hope you guys enjoyed everything. Um, before we go, Kimberly and I had a couple of Mother's Day messages for our mothers. So, moms, if you were listening, here's your, uh, your reward for listening through the whole podcast. Uh, Mom, I just want to say uh, thank you for everything you've done for us. Um, I know that some people have success despite their parents, but I would definitely say mine was because of my parents. So, Mom, thank you for raising me in the right way and just showing me good examples of how to be a great human. And thank you. I love you. Happy Mother's Day. 
Hey mom, this is Kimber. I'm hoping you made it to this point. Um, I just wanted to say a very happy Mother's Day. Um, I love you so much. I know being a mom, you know, was tough and there was a lot of trying times and there was a lot of incidents where, you know, maybe we made it a lot harder on you than we should have. But I just um, want to let you know that everything you did for us and sacrificed um, for me and, you know, my siblings was not lost on us. And we appreciate you more than anything in the world. And we are just so thankful to have a mom who loves us so much. And um, yeah, I hope you have a happy, happy Mother's Day. Thanks for listening. Stay Stay lively, lively, y'all.